Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I feel like you should really appreciate your come up. It's the most romantic part of your career. When you get past all the bullshit, then you're like, really, this was great. And it did happen for a reason, and the universe did make it go this way. A lot of the relationships that we put ourselves through are very temporary. People come in your life for a reason. Those reasons are the stories that you tell to other people. I think it's such a beautiful time right now where people are really being encouraged to celebrate their culture and celebrate their differences and celebrate things that we've maybe been made to feel ashamed of. Yo, what's up? What's up? It's Sean Leon. Hi, it's Myrna. What's up, guys? This is Khalid. Hey, what's up? It's Ali. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. It's your boy, Cheddar. I'm the host and founder of The Come Up Show. And my special guest today is Odario Williams. He's a Guyanese-born entertainer, raised in Winnipeg, Manitoba. He lives in Toronto. He's a lead vocalist of an award-winning hip-hop collective called Grand analog and Adario is one of my favorite people to talk to he's in my top 10 list I would definitely say top 10 list of favorite people to chop it up with and to have a conversation with and when you hear this interview you'll know why we've done previous interviews I recommend you also check that out uh, in our interview today Adario tells me the grimiest moments of touring uh, and he tells me why the best music comes from two states, two extremes, when you're really happy and when you're really depressed. And so much more. Odario on the Comedy Show Podcast. Let's go! Please introduce yourself. Allow me to introduce myself. What's up? It's Odario here. Grand Analog Crew, Canada's live hip-hop collective so happy to be here, The Come Up Show, one of my favorite shows in all of the land. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah. Distractions come easy. Hunting down that good day. Hunting down that parlay. Love for sale on eBay. Brother, play your part. I'm sober, second thought. The city breaks your heart when you lose before you start. Okay, got memories on random. Happiness for ransom. Touch with loved ones, take the days as they come, can't guarantee your dreams. Circle of all beings, Sunday morning rain, tap against your window pane. Love is a battlefield. I mean, love is a painstaking way to survive. Stay humiliated, fight that fight. Without that pain, boy, it don't feel right. Love is a good time. I mean, love is a true set deep in your eyes. Stay humiliated. <laughs> thank you thank you and i posted today on our instagram ladies and gentlemen they have a show coming up uh friday november 16th in toronto it's in the basement of the great hall on queen street west doors at 8 p.m and but the description i i when i posted the instagram today i was like I believe we saw them open up for Shad K several years ago. I called the office, but I don't think that's the first time. The first time was in Fanshawe College. Oh, yeah. But I don't remember. Was that just your show that you guys just performed, or did you open up for somebody? Did you open up for Classified uh, or anything like that? Or no? We, we've done a few Fanshawe shows. Yeah. You're right. One was classified one was with DL Incognito oh that must one been. was with Cadence Weapon mm. uh Bedouin Sound Clash okay uh and what was that local Toronto 
uh, no, London band called, who always played with those guys. Two Crown King. Two Crown King. <laughs> wow, that takes me back. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could have been any one of those bands. That, mm. uh, it was definitely met. before Two Crown King. Because I remember, I don't know if you remember that interview. We did, it was like two or three parts or something like that. It was ridiculous. You you just you were so charismatic. You just I enjoy I enjoyed our conversation so thoroughly. Right. I was we, like, wow. Yeah, we we just got in it. We were we got into philosophy. We were talking about our families abroad. Mm-hmm. I remember I was telling you about my cousin in Brooklyn, who couldn't believe that I wanted to travel. This just goes to show how Brooklyn could be its own planet. Because mm. uh, he said to me, yo, what do you want to do with this hip-hop thing? I'm like, what do you mean what I want to do with it? I don't know. Mm. Travel? Make music? And then I remember he looked at me. He's born and raised in Brooklyn. At this time, you were you were at Winnipeg? I, no, I was, uh, that's a good question. Yeah. No, no, I was in Toronto. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. He, he looked at me and he goes, travel like where? <laughs> and I'm like... I don't know, uh, Japan? And then he looked at me with these squinty Brooklyn eyes, and he goes, why would you want to go there? (laughs) I'm like, oh, no. So happy to be Canadian. I mean, I love my my Brooklyn family, and I love Mm -hmm. New York City, but he, as far as my particular cousin's concerned, I don't want to air him out too much, but his name's Kwesi. As far as he's concerned, he might hear this. As far as he's concerned... Brooklyn, New York, that's all you ever want to be. To him, vacation means go to Florida, go to Virginia Beach, hmm. you know, maybe go to California, maybe Mexico, that, and, and, and that's just it. So, hmm. uh, yeah, I remember you and I talked about that. I think we talked for two hours that night. Wow. Great memory. Yeah. That was I was at remember. least like, what, 2010 or something like that, or 11, or I don't know how long I, that was. Guy, I yeah. remember you, man, because you're the only cat I know that has an MC voice that doesn't MC. That's how I That's how I remember what? you. That's the first time I've heard that. Oh, man, you got the voice, guy. You got to get into, you got to start writing rhymes. You got the voice. Uh, yo, everybody's rapping. I might as well get into it, right? <laughs> at least get one hit single. Yes. Cash out. Get one. Get one in get there. Get some grills. Yo, what do you think I should, <laughs> what should I, what's What's my costume? <laughs> I don't know, man. Get a Chet, wig? See if I can try and mimic it. Yo, this is Chet, yo, this is Chet, oh man. Yo, you got to check out my new single. I got Odario interviewing me here. <laughs> this is, this is Chetto. <laughs> if I start rapping though, maybe ra- then rappers would stop not liking me though. That's probably it's, another thing. They'd feel threatened. You're like, yo, who is yeah. this guy? Yeah, right. They'd probably think you're a basketball player trying to rap because th- those are the bad rappers, the basketball players. <laughs> <laughs> yo, there you man. How you doing, my, my brother? I'm good. It's just uh, good to be here. Yeah, we got this show coming up, and we're back in the lab making new music. Mm. And uh, it's good because, I mean, Grand Analog is a band, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're not just like a, a hip-hop crew. We're a full-on band, so uh, it's cool. I got my drummer, my sax player, my bass player, my DJ, keyboardist, and all of the uh, all of the guys in the group are producers, so when we all sit down, everyone's got a little flavor that they want to put into the next project. So we just started the new project now. You're hearing it for the first time out of my mouth. Uh, hopefully it will be out sometime 
early 2019, I hope, which pretty much means late 2019. <laughs> you know how hip hoppers do. In rapper time. You know rapper timelines. Time, <laughs> rapper rapper timelines. Time <laughs> but uh, having said that, it's called Peace Tapes. Peace Tapes. Peace Tapes. Okay. By Grand Analog. It's going to be one of the finest piece of music coming out of this city. Mm. Uh, we're putting a lot of work into it, and we're just feeling really good these days. So, and when you feel that good or feel that bad, uh, the music definitely comes out. You know, that's interesting. Yeah. The two, the two sides. Oh, yeah. When you're feeling that good or feeling that bad. Yeah, that's right. And we, we've had some uh, tragic, tragic moments happen uh, amongst us in some some hard times. So. Mm. Uh, I may or may not get into that. I don't want to, don't want to turn this into a sour interview. No, that's yeah. you know that's my. Yeah, I don't know if you know, but that's that's become my specialty. Yeah, I'm trying to be the Oprah of this shit, yeah. IG. <laughs> I'm going for greatness. Yes. <laughs> How Oprah made Pharrell Williams cry. That's my goal. Yeah. <laughs> I am not happy until there's. I'm passing you this Kleenex right here, saying, "Oh, there. Yeah, right. Do you want one? Here's some Kleenex, my G." There you go. <laughs> you have Kleenex in here. There's Kleenex in here. What is that even for? For the tears. For the tears, my G. I'm not playing. <laughs> We're not talking I tatted not tears. These playing. are real tears. Not playing. Wow, for real, people. There's Kleenex. Maybe I should have revealed my booth. card so early. So now you're not gonna open up. But uh, what I, what's interesting is you say that, uh, when you're feeling really good, really feeling really bad. Does that mean then feeling in the middle, feeling like meh is? Is not a good feeling? That's a good what? question. Yeah. Um, I would say you need an extreme feeling to get you to pick up that pen and start writing. Uh, I, and now I say that when you don't have a deadline. You know, if, if you, for those artists out there that don't have a deadline, they know what I'm talking about. You'd rather just lean back, maybe pop up the Netflix or or whatever it is you do, the video games, whatever it is, and you tell yourself, you'll write the song tomorrow. It's all right. You'll work on it tomorrow. And you find yourself realizing that a whole year has gone by. You didn't even get to the song yet. You know, sometimes not having a deadline can really, really uh, hurt an artist's progress. Um, but one thing that can really spark up an artist's progress is uh, an extreme emotion. You know, maybe something that happened in your life. Um, it's funny. You, you there's a lot of a lot of breakup songs out there. There's a lot of uh, you know um, heartbreak songs out there, and people always gravitate to those. They want to listen to how bad you're feeling and maybe relate to it. Um, but there's also songs out there when people are happy and no one ever wants to hear that. Mm. <laughs> people barely want to hear that. I remember uh, years ago when Mary J. Blige uh, was talking about how her best work was, what's that album called? It was her second album. Hmm. And it was because it was a breakup album. and But it was so Good. Oh man, I'm going oh, well, down. Was on that record. Um, she's Mary's a queen of heartbreak, joint. though, right? Yeah, she's a queen of heartbreak. Be happy. Did, was on that record, and she, then she got married. She was happy, and then her album sales just dropped. 
that's real. That is, it's crazy. It's real. Like, you know, Lady Gaga, she's now broken up. She thought she was in love and she was going to get married and, you know, it didn't work and it's done. Now Lady Gaga's back on the scene and her music's crazy and she's working hard. It's funny what heartbreak my, can, my life can do. For Mary Jane. My life. I think that's the one. Yeah, my life. That's yeah. the one. My life. That record. If For those of you that need to catch up on some Mary J. Blige and some 90s R&B, please go listen to My Life by Mary J. Blige. It's funny because her heart was torn to pieces, but that record is one of the best 90s R&B records of all time. Mm. So good. Mm. She's crying in half of it. Some of the songs you could hear her crying. It's just so good. Yeah. We love that as fans, as, as fans of music. We love that, don't we? Yes, we do. And so, like I was saying earlier, I'm sure there was no deadline on that Mary J record. It just came out and it just poured out. And, and there you have it. Hmm. Piece, of, uh, piece of art. A classic. Is there an album like that for you guys or records like that for Grand Analog? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Hmm. Well, hmm. it changes for me a lot because you think about what you were doing in your life at that time when a, a record came out. Well, you're the voice of Grand Analog, too, yeah. right? Yeah. You're the MC. Yeah, I'm the MC, the front man. Uh, so is it? it's more your personal experiences rather yeah, than speaking. I, but you know what? I yeah. live vicariously through the guys too. Hmm. Yeah. Our our DJ, it's my brother. Yeah. He's my brother from a real mother. <laughs> and then all the other I'm boys and my my brothers from a different mother. Yeah. And those are Scarborough boys. So myself and my brother Ofield, we're from Winnipeg, aka Winterpeg, aka Peg City. Peg City. Yes. Came up there, man. Put that place on the map. Moved mm -hmm. to Toronto, and I hooked up with my Scarborough Connects, Warren Bray, a.k.a. Well Said, T.J. Garcia, a.k.a. T.J. Mahal, Aubrey McGee, a.k.a. Stone. At least I think it's Stone. It changes every week. <laughs> and, yeah, we make Grand Analog. We make just, you know, we, we, we are embedded with hip-hop. That's the foundation, but... We'll branch out. We'll do some dub, dub reggae. My dad used to be a reggae DJ in the 80s and 90s. Mm. And that's tough when you're a kid because you want to rebel against your parents. But what do you do when your parents is dope? Like, damn, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> so then I found gangster rap because mm. it's the one thing my dad hated. Like he'd yell upstairs. He'd be like, turn that shit down. <laughs> that was so great. Like, yes, I found something they hate. <laughs> and my dad, my dad would run like reggae tracks, and he'd like uh, he'd like New Edition and oh, you know that '90s R&B. Mm. You know, he'd New love Jack. all that. Yeah, like uh, like Bobby uh, Brown's Teddy Riley stuff, and yeah, all that like early Janet Jackson. Mm. Hated that gangster rap. Hated it. So that was mine, and then I found rap, and then I realized there's just so much poetry behind it when you keep digging, you know. And I found Tribe Called Quest, and like Nas, Elmatic, 
which I think is the best hip hop album of all time. Of all time. I think so. That is hip hop. Nas Illmatic mm-hmm. is, I think that's the best hip hop album of all time. Mm. Yeah. Well, considering it, that what helped it is if it wasn't, if it was like maybe 21 tracks, it would have been maybe Ooh, not. Maybe not. Right? Being There's a short, nine. Yeah, being a short record probably helped get it being the best record of all time. That's a very good point because Thriller mm-hmm. by Michael Jackson is nine songs. Mm. And wait, Illmatic is nine or ten? Uh, might, might be ten with an interlude or something. Anyway, it's it's nine or ten. Yeah, let's short. get to the Google. Let's it, get to the it, Google. It, it's very short. It's definitely yes. short. And I, both like, those, because so Thriller being the biggest selling album of all time, and no one will ever catch it due to the internet internet now. But mm-hmm. that's nine tracks, mm-hmm. and they pulled about four songs. They wanted to keep it tight, keep Ilmatic it short. Is, uh, 10 tracks. 10 tracks, okay. Yep. yep. 10 tracks, including the intro. It did the Genesis. Yeah. And then, you know, NY State of Mind, Life's a Bitch, The World is Yours, Halftime, Memory Lane, One Love, One Time from Your Mind, Represent, It Ain't Hard to Tell. Wow. Yeah. Best hip hop album, in my opinion, yeah. and a lot of people's opinion of yeah. all time. Yeah. And Thriller, the best pop record of all time. So there you have it, folks. 27 song records. I don't know. Apparently, that's just a way to get streaming numbers, isn't it? It's counted double or whatever. Yeah, it, it's. I don't know if it's going to go that way, though, though. Like, it seems like people tried it a little bit, but I'm not sure if that's... I, I feel like short and succinct and sweet yeah. is the way to go, yeah. which you guys did in your last album. I was also that's surprised. Right. Was That was uh, uh, we Survival, right? Yeah, nine, Survival. Nine? Was that's that nine right. or ten records? Eight. Eight records. Eight, eight, eight. Eight records. Yeah. Was eight, that different eight. for you guys making a short? Yeah. Or, you know what? Yeah. yeah. We, uh, we did that same approach for the very first time. We pulled songs and tried to make a tight package. And a lot of critics had said it's our best work. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is because it's a short, tight package. Mm-hmm. Man, you know what? You're right, Shadow Man. You come in this booth with you and you learn things about yourself. <laughs> I didn't even know that about me. Wow. <laughs> Is that hard, though, keeping it short? Yes, it's yeah. hard. Yeah. Because you work so hard on these songs and you want everybody to hear them and mm. you want your hard work to be, you know, heard and, and put out. And you tell yourself, yo, 14 is like, I don't know, man, because this one seems like we're forcing it in here. Mm-hmm. It's like, but no, man, we, 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 we spent money on this. We mixed it and mastered it. And, you know, we have guests oh, on. It gets it. that far. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. Full on. Wow. And then finally, you have this, this conversation with yourself, and it's a very, very difficult conversation because... You one side of your brain is saying you got to take, you got to take four songs out, bro. Like this is, it's mm. getting too much. What's it gonna be? And this isn't a decision that gets made overnight. It's a long time. Song will come out and go back in again. Like okay, well then which one will come out? Well, then? and also with with how many other people are you discussing this? 
So that's the other thing. You don't yeah. want too many cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. How many um, members again? So total? we have six in total and yeah. two managers yeah. and an agent and a PR. Wow. You, you, you want to... Wow. So I, that's very interesting on, on who do you let into that conversation, though? Is it just creatives? I can understand management, but PR agent? I don't know about that. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. You have to know something. when. Right. You got to yeah. know when you're asking for an opinion or some advice because you need to get out of your head for a minute. You're in your head too much. And then the circle that you're with, we're all together. Our heads are together and no one is on the outside anymore like so we all agreeing with this we're all working towards this we're all doing this but hold on a second we need an outside perspective you what do you think of this but when you do that it still needs to be someone you trust someone that you've been working with for a while uh someone that understands you but hasn't been in the process you know in that madness for a little while so when we do reach out to uh, management or PR, whoever, that's when we say, okay, I want to know what your first opinion is on this. Uh, you said uh, you, opinion and then you, and then you said advice. Are those two mm-hmm. different things? They are. Okay, what's it, what's, what, what is it? Well, a- advice, yeah. advice comes down to the decision before the song's made, before the song's completed. Should we technical things like should we do a fade on this track or cut it um is this track gonna get played on the radio if so it needs to be three and a half minutes so why are we sitting on no a five longer minutes? So, no exactly. longer than three and a half minutes yeah right yeah, yeah yeah so i got a catchy five minute long song but I don't have the clout to be telling no radio to play a five minute long Grand Analog song. So do we cut it or do we not even consider this a radio song and leave it at five minutes because that's how it sounds. That's how it should be. That's how I like it. So what's your advice on that? Yeah. So and and, and, uh, everyone's coming from a different angle. So you just got to be got to be open minded and you got to take in all the advice and then at the end of the day you just got to close the door and make a decision so uh amongst your band members the six of you guys then when you man how when when is everybody all right i'm happy or okay no one's ever happy (laughs) (laughs) no one's ever happy no one's like my man uh like warren who made our track lionhead which is uh a big song for us uh when we're on the road we usually close with it because it's just a good vibe it's got some like like an african high life flavor to it Hmm. uh nice heavy hip-hop drums like live style drums um just a really good groove to it nice hook but he to this day uh hates the way we finished it on the record like he would have liked a different fade than the fade we put on and he'll always hear the fade that he didn't choose Mm. (laughs) he'll always hear that he'll never hear you know the final product and go all right i'm good with it it's it's always you know uh gonna be Mm. a conflict it always will and I wonder how uh, I would like you to maybe briefly tell me all the people's backgrounds in terms of what they do and how that influences mm. it. Because you are a radio host. Uh, Warren is a music supervisor. Yeah, right. He gets yeah. music 
he gets, you know, he's putting it into TV shows, movies, or so on and so forth. And then uh, your yeah. brother, you're also you also the DJ. Your brother's also a DJ. Yeah. And what else does everybody else do? And yeah. how does that affect what comes out? Well, we're we're gonna stay alive forever because uh, we just love what we're doing and we don't let what we're doing consume us. You know what I mean? We just uh we we like to dip into many things to keep life interesting and, and not let um not let our music ever uh weigh us down too much to a point where um we just don't really want to do it anymore mm-hmm. we just love doing it man we've been doing it for a decade we love it does, um, that, does that mean uh not adding too much pressure on it to produce financially yes yeah i guess that's a good way of putting it yeah um yeah, for 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 those new cats out there, those new artists out there, you know, find many things to your capacity. You know, don't don't fill the plate up too much, but go out and find things because one, if you want something done, ask a busy person. I learned that the hard way because I used to be a starving artist for so long, and I was that cat. On the couch going, I'll just work on it tomorrow. Uh, But now that I'm doing so many things, uh, I got to get things done. I got to get this done or else this is not going to get done. That's not going to get done. Now I'm a whole new person. I got to get things done. And it all all branched from me um, just taking on two, three careers at one time. So, yeah, I mean, I... uh, I, I work on radio, uh, I'm a voiceover guy, an actor, uh, a DJ in the clubs, uh, and most importantly, a songwriter and an MC. Um, we've got TJ Garcia, who is a designer for Bitmoji. Oh, dope. Yeah, he, he's, he's a big man in the office over there. Sometimes I wonder if I'm going to lose my drummer. <laughs> Cause he's he's a busy dude, man. He's did a Snapchat buy them. Or something? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so now he's even busier. He's always got these meetings going on in Los Angeles, and mm. uh, but he's really he's good to us. We're brothers, so hey, he'll work it out. If Grand Analog has a show on Saturday, he'll make sure he flies back by Friday evening, and we'll have a little jam session and do the show. So, uh, so he's got a social media perspective. Whoa, yeah, yeah, he, and design uh, perspective as well, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 that's the thing. He uses all uh, aspects of his life to uh, put into the band, and we all learn things. Mm-hmm. And that's right. Warren Bray, our bass player, he also writes songs and jingles for film and television, and he does music supervising. He always looks out for songs that uh, could get placed in a commercial or a movie or a TV show. Uh, and so him using that aspect of his life, he always has an ear for a good song. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter how big or small you are out there. If you have a good song, it will find its way. It will find its way through any cracks and what I like about what Warren brings to the table is that he, he has a very sharp ear for a good song because he listens to a lot of songs on a daily basis. Yeah, and then we've got my brother, Ofield, my brother from A Real Mother. Uh, he's uh, a dance instructor and he teaches yoga. 
Um, he also uh, is a DJ, but he's a DJ for Grand Analog. And, you know, he brings that chill Buddha vibe to the to the studio and to the show. You know what I mean? We're all, you know, things are about to fall over. We, You know, the doors are opening in half an hour. And then Ophield rose in with that. Yo, what's up? Everything's going to be all right, bros. Let's do this. We're going to be good, man. Uh, but we're not ready. We will be ready. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's that bro. Mm. So he brings he brings that you know, um, and we got Aubrey McGee, our sax player. Uh, Aubrey is that cat that he he's in like three bands. Like a sax player is that kind of cat that everyone could use a sax player. Um, it's just so unique. So and he loves hip hop so much and he loves music so much that people just gravitate to him. And could you come play with us? Could you come play with us? So he, you know, he, he's a busy, busy guy. I think he's in about five bands right now. And then lastly, we've got Alistair Johnson, uh, a, a very popular local DJ here in Toronto, who's also a fine keyboardist and producer. Uh, he produces most of Grand Analog's music. Uh, one of his finest work was the track that we did with Pasta News of De La Soul. It's called Mutations. Uh, he, he's just a, a master in making the beat. Him and I will sit and work on drums for 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 8 to 12 hours at one time just to make sure the drums is right. And I just appreciate him for appreciating the drums. Yeah, he's the man. He's the man. He's got the bangers. He's he got also the produces bangers. for other Toronto right. artists like Zaki Ibrahim. That's right. Tons yeah. of good music yeah. in Toronto. And he's got the yeah. gems. He's got the records he's, too. Oh, he's got the <laughs> records. Yeah. He'll sell you a record. Yeah. He sometimes him and I I'll say, you know what? You know, I need a little bit of this flavor. I need a little bit of like Turkish funk on this track. He'll look at me in the eye and then he'll go up to his uh record wall and He's still looking at me in the eye and pulls the record from the wall. Like, you mean like this? I'm like, how did you do that? He's like the samurai. We call him Samurai Johnson. Samurai Johnson. Yeah. He's like, he knows, he knows the records, man. He knows the records. He, he'll, amazing. He'll go into a record store and he'll see a record in the $5 bin. And know that that record is on sale on, like, eBay or Discogs for $500. Mm. But he has a terrible poker face. His poker face is terrible. <laughs> so he'll pick up this $5 record yeah. and go up to the counter yeah. and try his best to keep a straight face and go, I'll have this one, please. <laughs> Okay, yeah, sure. That's uh, five sixty-five. Yeah, I'm, um, let me just get my uh, purse. I mean, my wallet. I'm like, take it easy, Alistair. And then we finally leave the store. I'm like, what's wrong with you? He's like, dude, this record is five hundred dollars on online. I'm gonna go sell this shit right now. It's crazy. He knows every record has ever been released. That's, That's my man, Alistair Johnson, right there. And that is grand analog. That's Make all sure you of check us. them out because yeah. you know how many? What three? Uh, three albums? Or what? Wow, I'm, I'm lost now. We've got Calligraffiti, uh, Metropolis is Burning, Modern Thunder, and Survival. Mm. Four albums. 
Hmm. Four albums, yeah. And I, I, I want to go back to when you said uh, we're going to be making music for a long time because we have so many different interests. And mm -hmm. I was saying, oh, you mean by not relying on this music or this band to make the money. Was there a point, though, where you were there, you're like, yo, are we going to pop? Are mm. we going to... What mm -hmm. what are we doing with this? Is this going to help me? I'm on the couch right now. Or where am I going on a world tour or what? Right. Well, um, you know, we've been on, on many tours, uh, you know, UK, Europe, and US. And it's it's grimy. It's grimy out there. And I loved every minute of it, every second of it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, I've slept... I've literally slept on floors. I remember sleeping under two coffee tables. I I take two coffee tables, put them side by side and sleep under that so no one would step on me in the morning and, hmm. and wake me up out of my sleep. Oh. I, yeah, like you know, it's a little had, strategy right there. We've had yeah, yeah. I've had like cats just take care of us one way or another just cuz we're just trying to make it, trying to figure out where is this going and what we're going to do. And all those moments, and there's many of them where I thought, okay, I don't know if this is going to work out. Mm -hmm. I would have a fan write in and go, thank you for this. I came across your music. I live in uh, Chattanooga. or uh, uh, and, and these are real Chattanooga. Someone from Chattanooga wrote me recently and said I came across Grand Analog. I, I, I wasn't even really reading the email because I'm like Chattanooga that's Tennessee right I didn't even read it uh, but yeah they, they're they like yo came across it it's all I'm listening to right now please don't stop what you're doing there's people out here listening and just at those low moments uh, I would get uh, an email or a tweet or, or something along those lines uh, just to lift the spirits up again just mm -hmm. to know someone out there is appreciating the hard work that we're putting in. Mm -hmm. I want to hear one of those grimy moments, though. I want, I mm. want, I want the grind. <laughs> yeah. I want the like, yo. <laughs> oh man. Well, there was. Uh... Oh man, let me think now. There was yeah. one time. Oh, we were out. I think it was. It was. We were in Paris, completely, mm -hmm. completely out of money, mm -hmm. and we had just enough to get on a train, get to Germany. I forgot what the next city would have been. Maybe it might have been Hamburg mm -hmm. uh, for the next show. <laughs> and the uh, the train guy... Um, he didn't allow uh, uh, the ticket on the phone. You had to have a printout. Mm. And I'm like, bro, let me let me just show you. Like we, this is this is 2016. Like, there's there's a ticket on the phone here. Like, I bought it. My name is on it. He looks at me. He goes, no printout, no train. I'm like, okay, all right, uh, this guy's serious. So my brother's like, yo, I'll go find um, 
uh, what do you have to do? I'll go find a, a print shop or something. Internet cafe. Or yeah, an yeah, internet cafe. Yeah. My brother's gone running out onto the street trying to find an internet cafe. He uh, finally comes back uh, with a printout, and he said that he had gone. He found this um, African convenience store. And he went in and he asked the person who could barely speak English because they were African in Paris. So they were French and, you know, had their African background. He goes, I need a printout of my train tickets. And he goes, ah, okay, come with me. And he leads him to the back of the convenience store. And behind the, behind the door is an underworld of Africans back there on computers <laughs> talking on talking to their family members. Okay. And it was like this underworld back there. I thought you were going to say Nigerian scamming. It, it probably was. <laughs> I just didn't want to say it out loud. They, who knows what they were doing back there, but they were working it. Uh, and they just, my brother's like, yo, I could barely afford to even get this this printout if you don't mind. And they're like, you know, give the brother a printout, man. Just, just print a few sheets for him. Give him his ticket, man. It's all good. <laughs> Give it to him. He comes running back to the train station. By the time he gets back, train rolled out. We missed the train. Damn. Yeah, missed the train. He didn't get back in time. So I had, like, we don't, I, I, we couldn't even afford another ticket. Because that ticket yeah. was gone. That ticket was gone. Yeah. So uh, I had, it's just funny how people can help you out when they really want to help you out, man. There was this uh, Paris MC who happened to be working for the train station, just sitting in the uh, the platform having a cigarette. And he's not supposed to be doing that. But, you know, he, it's funny. He, he'd, like, untuck his shirt, which means he's on break, mm -hmm. <laughs> and have his cigarette. So I had to wait for him to tuck his shirt back in so I can ask him a question. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, uh, bro, I need your help, man. We got to get to Hamburg. I have a show in Hamburg tomorrow. I missed the train because I didn't have a printout. And to make a long story short, homie snuck us on, man. He figured it out. He, he gave us these, like, mock tickets and got us on the train. And it's just funny, you know, I, it, 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 things just can happen. Things can help you out. People can help you out if you just keep putting that love into it. Like, he knew that I wasn't trying to scam him. He knew, he, he saw in my face I was genuine. Mm -hmm. And we were just trying to get through this tour. And I just... To this day, him and I stay in touch. We we had traded uh, information. He wow. sends me he sends me his I can't remember his MC name. He's out of Paris, and and he keeps up with Grand Analog. And I'll forever forever be thankful for that guy for getting sneaking me on that train and getting me to Hamburg, man. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, we just roll. We got through that tour. We just got through that tour because we weren't getting paid much. No one really knew Grand Analog at the time. I think it was. I think it was like 2014. I think that was. Mm. 2013 maybe was there a certain point then when you made maybe mentally and transition of like yo i shouldn't apply so much pressure on this thing or i should try to find other things or no i just knew that i'm gonna keep making music no matter what you just knew that okay. i just knew that um it doesn't have to be huge you know i i remember uh my mom saying to me once son 
you know, you're not going to be Drake, and that's fine. I'm like, you know what, Mom? I don't even think I'd want to. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if that's... I don't know if I would want that. Like, mm. I mean, he he's a specific example. He is at the top. You know, like, what is that guy's life? I don't know. I I, I put money down that it's lonely. I'll put money down It's it's a lonely life. Uh, that man just purchased and is building uh, a, a three-tier home on on uh, bridal path right now mm-hmm. and i remember i was chilling with um my manager and he's like who's gonna live in there mm-hmm. i'm like i said you know what i bet you he's gonna move his mother in there mm-hmm. and he goes that it has two wings to it there's the main house and i mm-hmm. think it's three stories or four Mm-hmm. And then has two wings on each end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, who is going to live in there? Mm-hmm. A, a son? I don't know, maybe. But uh, the baby mama ain't. They don't like each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, I bet you his mom's going to come up in there, live with him because he's going to need his mother. Uh, he may, or, you know, what is he going to do? Throw parties? He's going to be like the great Gatsby. He's going to be lonely. That's my guess. Well, we're seeing what fame is doing to a lot of top tier artists. Yeah. Uh, but like, what for example? I know you're a music fan, and I know you're a fan of Kanye West. Mm-hmm. What right. do you make of what's happening to him? What we were seeing right now in front of our well, eyeballs. Well, Kanye is uh, a man with uh, mental health issues that has a lot of power. Now, that's not a bad thing because I actually ad- admire his um, his courage. And some of that courage comes from uh, his background and uh, his mental health and his history. Um, I think everyone knows once he lost his mom and how he lost his mom has affected him for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like that he fearlessly starts discussions even if he's on the wrong end Mm -hmm. uh no one is capable of doing that so i think kanye is important regardless of a man f kanye for saying this or for doing that i actually think what he's doing is important even when it's considered negative because it's starting conversations. It's starting conversations. Um, he is also brilliant at keeping himself in the conversation. You know, so you got your Jay-Z, who's probably one of the smartest hip-hop intra- entrepreneurs, period, other than I'd, I'd say probably uh, Sean Combs. But I'd say Jay-Z is the smartest entrepreneur in hip-hop culture of all time. You have him, but he likes to make his money quietly. He likes to make his moves quietly. I don't think we even know what his twins look like yet. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, yeah he likes to move quiet. And he's he's married to the biggest pop star uh, in the world right now. So it just goes to show how well he's keeping his life under wraps. But Kanye, on the other hand, there's no under wraps. You know, he is married to one of the biggest 
pop culture icons in the world right now who's made something out of absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And there is no holds barred with those two. They're actually perfectly matched because they allow you to see everything, including the madness. So I don't hate Kanye for that, man. He's very uh, important and necessary. Hmm. And we just, it just got to let, like, got, we got to let all this play out to see. Yeah, we got to let it yeah. play out because what he's trying to do is play you. You know, he doesn't care about politics. Kanye West doesn't care about politics. Every time he's asked a political question, he doesn't know how to answer it because he hasn't even researched the, the whatever the topic would be. He's just using this to keep his name in in people's mouths. But that's that's the thing that I have a kind of a challenge with because mm. usually people who keep who have those tactics don't have that much talent. Ah, uh, yeah. So Kanye, I feel, is a musical genius. Yeah. He could be quiet and drop, and everybody will stop and listen to what whatever he has to deliver to the world. I don't think he has to employ these tactics of whoever the troll mm. rapper is doing nowadays. Mm. Troll rapper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think he needs to do that. Right. I really think he could deliver, and because... People do that, especially in this attention-starved world where yeah. it's so hard to get people to pay attention to you. People yeah. do that because uh, the 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 music is not at that. It's not the quality is not up to par. Right. You know right. What I mean? Right. That's a very good point. That's a very and good and point. and even if it's because yo because we're in a day and age, man. Jay Z and Beyonce can drop dropped an album and a week later people are not even talking about it. It's not. That's even, right. It's not even. It's not reflected on them is just we move so fast yeah right so Kanye can still employ some tactics to like get us go you know whatever get us get his attention he can employ some of those but being in the office with that man right yeah yeah I don't want to say his name yeah yeah is is something else there are black people who are hurt in my opinion right there are people who are crying or who are really hurt by this and I don't know if he's seen the damage that he's doing to himself no, that's true. He can't see it uh, as much as he thinks he's he's on street level. He's not on street level, so he can't he can't see the damage he's doing. If he if he actually were on street level, I know there's this talk about going back to Chicago a lot and whatnot. Uh, but he really needs to do that for real, like really get inside of the communities that uh, created him in, in the first place. And then I think he'd understand. I think literally the house on the hill that he lives in, he he's not exposed to um, a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the damage that he's done. So he had mm. he can't even see it. He can't see it. It's different. Yeah. Uh, Adario, man, I really thank you and appreciate your time. Uh what you, anything you want to say about the show coming up? Yo, just uh, come through, check Yo, out this yes, live. The, the lineup. Band. I'm I'm coming to yes. the show by the way. Yeah. Uh, the lineup is crazy. Like who put it together? I know MRG is putting is putting together this concert, but whoever curated, whoever selected these acts did a great job. Yeah, you know, uh, I sat down with my homie at MRG and we yeah. uh, placed this thing together. The two of mm-hmm. I put our heads together, and I love it. It's going to be a just a smooth, good feeling night, man. Great artist. We call it feel good music. Yeah. Friday, November sixteenth, doors at eight p.m. MRG presents Grand Analog. 
Uh, and um, the information is on our Instagram at The Come Up Show. We'll link it in the show description as well, too. Anything else you want to say, Odario, before you're out of here, my G? Yo, I'm just, yo, thank you for having me, man. Mm-hmm. Known you a long time now. You're doing your thing, and uh, we're out there listening and watching, man. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. As you as well have your own show. Tell the people about it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I'm on uh, CBC Music. I have a, a nighttime show called After Dark. It's just some nighttime vibes, nighttime feels. Um, for you artists out there, you could always send me some music. I'm always listening. If you got something chill, down tempo, uh, I'd love to hear it. You can. I'm easy to find. Just just Google Odario and you'll find me. Odario on the Come Up Show. Thank you once again. And that is my conversation with Adario on the Come Up Show podcast. Yo, I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. He's one of my favorite guys to talk to. And I'm going to link in this description our previous conversations and also the ticket link for the show coming up. I hope you guys, I hope to see you guys there. It's your boy Chetto. I'll catch you on next Wednesday. Hey, yo, yes. Please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, if you have an iPhone, it would mean the world, man. We need more of those. We need more feedback, more love, more, you know, so I can bring these interviews. You know what I'm saying, doggy? All right, I'll catch you next Wednesday. Peace. Peace.